thank you for joining the Sinners and Winners podcast. As usual, I am accompanied by my co-host, Jamie Short Stuff Stocking. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your smile. You've wanted more. And I want you to know I'm here for you. I don't know. I literally have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> that was my best Lionel Richie impersonation. So if anybody out there is listening, you know, you can hit me up on this podcast, write a review. I can be contacted and I get my agent booked and we'll make it happen. I would I would suggest maybe not waiting on that phone call. Damn it. Like, you know, just, I mean, it was, it was good you put yourself out there. I was trying to look in your eyes, too. To, yeah. You know, to try really to feel that connection, but if, I don't if, know. Uh, yeah. So, anyway... <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, our other um, member has, is not here tonight, but we do have a special announcement. I would like to introduce this week's special guest, the owner of The Holdouts, Mr. Zachary Kaufman. Now, I'm here this week. I am not singing for y'all. Y'all don't want to hear that at all. Do not <laughs> contact you. me about singing. Uh, that is all Jamie right there. <laughs> but I'm I don't know if they wanted sing. to hear me sing either, but you know. Well, it is what it is. It's you out there it. now. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Welcome, Zach. I appreciate it. I'm excited for this here today. Yeah, man. We're Super excited happy to have, to have you here. here, man. Thanks for making the drive. Absolutely. I, I hear, anyway, that you come not only to join us, but to bring some topics to discuss. Would you like to bring up one of those? Absolutely. And this connects to what we're going to talk to as we move on in the show as well. But one of the things with the season starting, and it started with that Thursday night Packers Bears game. Absolute trash. Horrible way to start the Agreed. season. Terrible. And it continues. It goes through this. It, it's every single year. It's like one of those things, because I was thinking about it earlier. It's like when you go to a party and there's one of those cookies or donuts or something that looks delicious and you try it and it's disgusting. You're like, that was gross. You put it back. And then 15 minutes later, 30 minutes later, you're like, man, these still look delicious. Maybe I got a bad one. And you try it and it's still disgusting. And then you come back the next year, and the same person made the same cookies, and you try, and they're still gross. It's like that. That's Thursday night football to me. It's always terrible. It's always, no matter what teams are there, no matter how excited I am for it, every year, it's horrible. It's just, whatever it is that they don't have enough time to prepare, always terrible. And that leads to my big decision of the day here, making, making a trade early in the day. I take nothing away from these Thursday games. I... Whatever happens, happens, and take it as it is, but I don't read into that. I still love Cam Newton as a player. That's why I went out and acquired him earlier today, and I'm super excited to add him to my team, mm. even if you don't believe in him. Well, yeah, no, I think he's he's borderline dead. But um. <laughs> Well, I, would, I wouldn't go that far. I agree with everything that you just said, Zach. I hate Thursday games. I usually will take people out of my lineup. It killed me with Chris Godwin this past week because he actually did perform. <laughs> he but was one of the I would rather him sit on my bench and ball out than take the chance of, like in week one, putting Montgomery in and getting absolutely nothing. Yeah, or having so, Mike Evans this past week, or Winston, or Cant. They're all they're all terrible. Right. Yeah. That's why Howard, I'm buying them all now. OJ Howard giving you zero. <laughs> but I agree. I think Cam Newton is still one of the elite quarterbacks. I have him in a few other leagues, and I'm not looking to dump him either. I might sit him for a little bit while he heals up his foot. So I think it's so much more than his foot, though. Like he just like his mannerism, everything about him. 
Yeah, it just seems different. I don't know what it is, but I've just had a bad vibe from him this year, um, especially in the last like two weeks. He just doesn't seem right. I don't know what. I don't know if it's full on Antonio Brown type stuff, but like he's getting a little like mentally. And I was actually listening to a, a show that were that was discussing. Are you just him. saying that because of what he's wearing? Like he wears that ridiculous is a huge shit. Part of, like that is a huge part of it. But that's not. But that new. doesn't affect his play. Yeah, and that's not new. You know, he's kind of always right. done that. But yeah, that that definitely. He said, like, "You look good. You play good. You get paid good." Yeah, and I, I think he's borderline also, looking good. I don't also, know. Yeah. He's, borderline at best. Yeah. yeah, definitely borderline. He's looking a little little scary. Yeah. But what do I know? I'm hearing a headband, too. You hey, can't see me. It's peacocking, right? <laughs> I guess so. Sometimes it just goes with the outfit. My hair's kind of crazy. It's long. Just yeah. throw it on. Maybe I'm that's what's it. happening I'm not getting, with that bandana. I'm not getting paid good. I'm not playing good. So maybe I'm just not looking good either. So <laughs> i got to maybe take a lesson. But. I don't know what it is. I just don't have a good vibe. I mean, more power to you. You definitely got a good... Uh, a good name, yeah. and possibly potentially. And a, a I, I good... do still like his weapons. Obviously, he's got Absolutely. CMC in the backfield. He's got Curtis Samuel's a, a great weapon there. DJ Moore is an up and coming receiver. Clearly, Greg Olson's been reliable for him for years. Yeah. He's he's that's why I like him better, and I think his upside is better than so many other quarterbacks that he does have that surrounding cast. Unlike a Jimmy Garoppolo that I gave up for him, that has some up and coming players, but nobody established around him besides Kittle. There in San Francisco. I feel like he hasn't evolved his play style. Like his body can no longer be that all over the place running dude. And he hasn't, he doesn't seem like he's evolved to that pocket passer, pocket passer that he really needs to at, what is he, 30 now? And continually beat up. That's my, that's my, I guess, part of it. But the other side of it is just the feel I get. Maybe when he shows up looking like Whitney Houston, uh, <laughs> well, that, that adds to it. But it's just a vibe. Yeah. I'm more of a, like a gut feeling person with, with, everything fantasy football so i think See, both ways not the, gonna bust your balls and i appreciate that you jumped right out and defended your, your trade right <laughs> absolutely <after that>. well <laughs> i think it was a fair trade for both teams you know yeah. I, you have to look at it as a whole it was uh a team that i made chuck norris cry wanted to switch some stuff up because he's had some some bad weeks start, and yeah. stuff so changing his lineup a little bit jimmy garoppolo i do think gives him some upside yeah. But I also agree with Zach and, and Cam, I still think, has a great season. Yeah. Started off slow, but I still think he has Would a great you say season. you think he's going to end up in like a top 10 quarterback? I think by the time the year's over, he will. Okay. And if you couldn't tell by, by my draft, I always play the upside. I always take those high-risk plays, and that is 1,000% within my personality. That's well, why my team's named the holdouts as it is, because yeah. I took everyone that was holding out. And for those that have been listening like since the beginning, you were the owner of the other team that was voted initially as having the best draft. Mm-hmm. And then we, we touched on it a little bit, like the only re- then we did a revote, yeah. and I did end up winning that. But I think it was mainly because of the risks involved in your in your yeah. draft. You'd clearly have the better lineup if you just look down, you know, and And if everyone you, plays, I still have Melvin Gordon sitting on my bench doing right. absolutely nothing. Right. And that that flows within my team. I'm happy to take that chance. Yeah. And if he comes back and does something, awesome. If he doesn't, I think I built a team that can still sustain itself even without him. Right. Yeah, and you I did. I think right now you can even actually do you have him in your IR spot? I do not. Because I think you can actually put him in there. So it's what what I noticed is it's close to game time that he gets actually marked as out. Until then, he's I believe it just says NA. Yeah. So I can't put him in to the IR Until spot at that point. Then, so yeah, usually it's like game it's day that I could pick someone else up. 
I feel pretty comfortable with the team, though, that I don't really need to be picking up someone week to week. We'll see when buys come. Yeah. I'm sure that'll make a change, but as of right now, I I feel good that and I don't need to do that. I think it goes without question. If if those little weird situations that your guys are involved in weren't there, everybody's like, how the crap did you draft <laughs> this team? I mean, right, absolutely. And legit. as a Cowboys fan, I have never in my life been as excited as when Zeke fell to me there in the second round. But <laughs> Absolutely. It was yeah. at the peak of his holdout in you guys' defense. Right. But he's such a stud. Yeah. And he's just getting started well, see, this it's year. It's funny that you and I both were kind of viewed as having a good draft because I go about it the exact opposite as you. Any of those yeah. guys that were a little bit questionable or goofy, I will not draft them. But you bailed around some <laughs> stud receivers, which is why I voted for you as having the best right. team. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> yeah. I think we both definitely had it. I just wanted to touch on that since you were yeah. here to speak on. But, yeah, it's interesting how we came about it at opposite ends, but kind of both built a fairly good team, or at least it looked like it from the get-go. Yeah, <laughs> You never know where it's going to go from that point because the team NFL is crazy. Was un- almost unanimously, unanimously voted the worst, and look, now we're in a spot where AP is in a featured role. Or could be. <laughs> yeah, you know. he won his first game. So. Still on a team that yeah. might not be running too often, but right, they've actually played a lot better than I thought they would coming into the season. Oh, I'd absolutely agree with well, that. Like a lot better. You also don't win the championship at the draft. You build your foundation. Mm-hmm. I think we've said it before. Yeah. So you you get your pieces. If you want to take chances on those pieces that you kind of hold out and wait for them to come back, and then midseason you're, you're there looking with two top five running backs because – they fell to you, you know, more power to you. I think that's what you got to do when you're in the draft. You just look at what you want to do and let it ride. And one thing, the reason I didn't vote for Jason as having the worst team is one thing he did well is he attacked those scarce positions. And in a super flex league where quarterbacks are a limited commodity, he got three top-end quarterbacks, and that's why he's still fine, even though I believe it's Breeze that he has that's going to be out. He still has Aaron Rodgers as his backup. What an incredible situation. He did the same thing at tight end. He's got three or four starting caliber tight ends there that he's going to be fine at those positions of scarcity while other people are scrambling around just starting – whoever they can throw in there and hope they get a touchdown or hope they do something. I, yeah. I saw Gardner, Gardner Minshew. I can't even say his name right. Yeah. I'm all hyped up. Gardner Minshew is starting this week. Like, yeah. He gets Aaron Rodgers as his backup. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think he attacked the second half of the draft really well. Like, mm-hmm. he, it looked really good. But back on to your original topic, I guess. Totally agree. Thursday night games are stupid. <laughs> like, 100%. I yep. think it's just about the money. Oh, yeah. Totally. There's... there's I mean, we, I'd rather watch Full House, to be honest. Yeah. Like, the games so far have just been terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, hockey will be starting here soon, so there will be <coughs> hockey games on that you can watch. But, yeah, they're they're just bad. We need to get them out of there. We could start Do you the really think now. it's just that shorter prep time? Yeah, I, I think I so. Time? I think it's I'm a short week that, that you well, – As concerned as the NFL portrays themselves to be about safety, then why don't they use that as an argument to get rid of it? If these guys aren't having the rest time they need and the prep time they need – Well, because it still comes out into money. Like yeah. you said, and yes, they want to keep the players safe, but they're still getting paid bank. Whether the games are crap or not, we're all still going to watch. We're all still going to play fantasy football. Yeah. It's true. Like I said earlier, keep... still get hype and watch it, but it's like, <laughs> right. God, this sucks. Yeah. You know, then you these, get to the second quarter yeah, and you're falling asleep. These stale-ass donuts and this, cookies yeah. suck, but you know By what? Way, we're going to keep trying them. the guy that always them. leaves the half-eaten donut now, now that you bring oh. that up? Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So one of, my, one of my things, I always do goofy things because I'm the oldest brother. I have two younger sisters, and I have a, a younger cousin that always gets the, the brunt of these things. Right. But I'm always 
always one that like I'll stick it on someone else's plate when they're not looking. Gotcha. Like, yeah. Oh, why didn't you eat the rest of your donut, you weirdo? <laughs> <laughs> Understood. But I, I honestly think if they kept them in there, there's an easy solution. You don't have Thursday games for the first four weeks. Then once you start getting in your buys, you give the Thursday game to a, two of the teams that had a buy the week prior. That gives you the rest. That gives you time to prepare, and it will have better games. I don't really think that's a hard solution. I'm sure somebody's brought it to somebody and said, hey, let's try to do this. Right. Seems like an easy fix to me, but right now it's not I wonder happening. if then it becomes an issue for the network. Like, how are we going to fill that four weeks of TV? You know what I mean? I, I, I feel yeah. like it's less about what would be make sense and, like, yeah. the safest. Like you said, it's really it just comes down to the money. See, I don't, now, I don't think it is a problem with safety because I don't think that changes. I think it's more just especially in this day and age where everyone's so focused on resting the players, making sure they're where they need to be in in that state of things, that they just don't get those practice reps and nobody's on the same page throughout the game. I don't think it's something that people are getting injured because of it, but it's it's one of those things you constantly see receivers not in the right position, someone's overthrown. It, yeah. it just seems like nobody's on the same page in those games. Right. I agree. Yeah. All right, so moving on. Do you guys want to review this last week real quick? We want to hop into that? Or yeah, we, we can. Did you have anything else you wanted to bring up? I, 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 I mean, did. Sorry if I'm dominating the conversation. No, no, no. no this is up. awesome. This I is why we want guests to come on <laughs> yeah. and, and get out what you know they want to get out, talk about either our league or fantasy football Absolutely. as a whole. Yeah. I mean, we can even talk. keep talking about donuts and cookies. They could be stale or not. I'm going to still eat that shit. I love fucking donuts <laughs> and cookies. Well, cookies are sorry, pretty good. I don't love donuts and cookies, but I like them. Okay. So I used that word in between there and made it sound like I like to, you know, do things with donuts I'm not doing. But uh, you <laughs> glad know. you clarified that. <laughs> just, just escalated just be, rather fast. Yeah, sorry, just to make sure everybody is clear on the other end. Um, but yeah, Jack, if you had anything else, yeah. You know, so yeah, I, I wanted to talk about some of the some of the trades that happened today and what you guys thought of them since okay. we had our biggest trade day ever here. Yeah. And it was all <laughs> they very just kind of go pop, pop, pop all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. It was all very easy, straight up trades. You didn't have complexities where this guy's Agreed. trading three different players in all different positions that we mentioned the, the Cam Newton for Jimmy Garoppolo. And we talked about a little bit of that, how I was buying into Cam's upside. Jimmy Garoppolo is more of that steady quarterback, which is what I made Chuck Norris cry. That's what they need right now. That Absolutely, they've yeah. had a lot of insecurity at that position. And then we also had straight up flip D- DK Metcalf, a guy I don't really like except as a touchdown scorer, but flip for D- uh, for DJ Shark, which is a nice. I, I think that's a very even yeah, even I trade there. Um, I think Shark has that yardage upside that DK doesn't have quite as much of, but they're they're very similar to me. And then we also had Aaron Jones flip for Leonard Fournette, which I'm a big fan of Aaron Jones, but I think again both very solid. The Jaguars are going to have to rely on the run there with Fournette. He's going to get his as long as he stays healthy, which has been the biggest concern yeah. with him. Jones seems to always show his skill set, and then they stop Disappear. using him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so like, there, there's I think it was risks. a definite, like, Jones is being sold high right now because he just yeah. came off a great game. But I, I do think he's the more inconsistent of the two. But he's he's definitely got the higher ceiling as well. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Fournette just doesn't seem to be in a situation where – He's going to blow the roof off of any real given game. Yeah, it's it's hard to know where Jacksonville as a team is right now. Yeah, yeah. With going to their backup quarterback, wanting to probably rely on Leonard Fournette, but 
not being able to. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. I mean, yeah. you don't know if he's going to flip a lid and start punching people on the field and get ejected, or if he's actually going to blow up and play good. Spit like that t- just ties in. I have him and Derrick Henry in the league. Go Derrick Henry, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, but they both play this Thursday. Yeah, I'm terrified. I have to play one of them. Well, you have you have to play. Do not want to play both. Yeah, for now, Un- easy. <laughs> no, no, disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to think about. It. That's why Derek laughed earlier. He yeah. knows I'm not a fan. I love Derrick Henry as a football player. I just hate him as a fantasy player. Yeah, I he's- don't think he's. I, I don't think he has the abilities. To, yeah, to he's got to score touchdowns. He's got to get a high volume, and to do those two things, his team has to be good. Which that that team is very suspect on that end of things. And I kind of why I don't trust them. I, I totally agree with your assessment. I look at it though. I, one, I think they've shown that they're starting to realize the type of player he is. Yeah, and getting him those touches. You know, that first they I, it was so frustrating as a fan, like watching them throwing Lewis over and over and over and over again. And be like, why are you doing this? You have a steamroller, like especially like last week, there was a situation they needed two yards. Why don't you give him the ball and trip him and push him forward, and you'll have your two yards? But I I do like how they're starting to flip him the ball because if he's got a little bit of room and can get a little momentum going, there's not too many people in the NFL that are going to stop him. Yeah, I'd agree Um, with that. But I do agree, he's kind of boomer bust. Mm -hmm. I just I do think that they've started to realize the type of player he is. Yeah, and I'm fingers crossed that he will he will be utilized that way moving forward, win or lose. Yeah, um, that the, the, he'll get the volume. And I mean, you know, one weekend it was the better end of that trade. Just just going back to it. <laughs> yeah, well, had, to, to, had to throw that uh, in there yeah. <laughs> to bring it back to the to the trade for between Fournette and Jones. I agree with Zach that Jones is a huge talent at RB. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Green Bay still has yet to utilize it and understand what they have in him. I know Aaron Rodgers sees it and wants to use him more, but they don't. This past week shows what he can do. So you just never know. He's too inconsistent. Fournette's a – I just really don't know about Fournette still. He's, um, he's nice and steady. It's, it's again, back to the Cam Jimmy Garoppolo kind of thing. Yeah. You've got the upside player and you got the steady player. Yeah. I but, always buy the upside. <laughs> yeah. Well, you need that mix of those two types, I think. You want your, mm-hmm. your 10-point guys – that you know you can plug in every week, but then you want those boom guys too. And then in some cases, you want the all-boom guys. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To go to the other uh, trade, though, DJ Shark and um, Metcalf, I think I was kind of surprised because those Hollywood Knights has Minshew as a starting quarterback. Yeah. And I, a lot of times I like to pair my starting quarterback with who is probably now his main target. Yeah. I, I love that. Even though I acquired Cam this week, I'm still starting Jameis Winston because I've got Mike Evans. Right. I love that pairing yeah. when I when I get that chance. Yeah, when they go off, it's like, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that kind of surprised me that he wanted to get rid of Shark. Um, I think Shark is on the up there. Didi was probably the main guy for Foles, but it seems yeah. like Shark is the main guy for Minshew. Yep. And Metcalf is still to be determined. He's a beast. I don't mind him. I think he, he's going to be okay. But it's still kind of early and hard to tell. I think Seattle's another. They want to give the ball to Chris Carson and let him run. Yep. So it's still hard to know how the wide receiver, the tight end, or Russell Wilson and throwing is actually going to pan out. But overall, I think the three trades were, were fine. They're all even. Like I said, you always have to look at where they're going and the context of what the team that's receiving them has. Yeah. So they have something in mind they want to go at. So let it let it ride and see what happens. Yeah, it's unusual, but I mean, like your trade, for example, the QB trade, 
just based on the way the two teams are built, both of you kind of got better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Out of the trade, as as weird as that sounds, you have the ability to wait for Cam to be ready. You know, yeah. and get get healed up where the other team didn't and need somebody now. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that you know it kind of worked out for both of you, and that one in particular. And that's one thing I wanted to put myself in a situation of at the draft because I knew there were some risks to some of the guys I took, and we've already seen it with Roethlisberger being yeah. my th- previous third quarterback that he's out for the season. And I knew I had some question marks even in Wentz that he's had his health issue. I have Jameis Winston there. Obviously, he's been up and down throughout his entire career. Yeah. So that's why I kind of took my shotgun approach of take all the quarterbacks yeah. and see who works out. And yeah. now Cam is added to that to replace that Roethlisberger and Garoppolo com- kind of combination. So we'll see what happens, but yeah. continuing to go with that shotgun approach and hey, bring man. them all in. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I wanted to kind of bring up, I know it's not a trade, but we did have waivers clear out this morning. And Run CMC has been having a heck of a, a season so far. Yeah. And yeah. I honestly believe they just got a ton better with picking up Mostert. Mostert. Yeah. Uh, he spent a decent amount of fab on him with 10 bucks, but Stills was doing nothing on his bench. And Mostert is, I think anybody, honestly, I think anybody on the 49ers running back Kyle Shanahan loves that position and will ride it, and you'll get points out of anybody, whether it's Burita, Mostart, and Jeff, yep. uh, Jeff Wilson. So picking up Mostart, who was, in my mind, one of the top waiver wire pickups, mm-hmm. at, especially at that position, but in overall, for him to get him to add to that lineup that he's already got, I think is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and same team grabbed Demarcus Robinson the day before that. Yeah. Yeah. He's been been pretty good on, on watching them waivers. Yeah. yeah. How do you guys feel about like the two the two things that I'm having the most I don't want to say difficulty, but like there's been an adjustment period that we've done different in this league is one, trades are instant. So how do you feel about the instant trade? That's like, the way it should be. Yeah. No yeah. question about it in my mind. Yeah. I agree. I think how we handled it in this league, instant trades and it comes back to the commission, the co commission to figure out if it's actually collusion or not. And if we say that it is, it should be undeniable that it was and that nobody else should question that we said it. the team needs to flip it back. Which is such a rare instance that it yeah. is collusion or somebody trying to do something shady. Yeah. That it's that, That's why we put the trust in the commissioners that they can make that decision because it's going to be blatant. It's going to be obvious. Right. And they can make that determination from that point. Yeah, but until that point... We, we have the trust that everyone's doing what they're supposed to to make their team Trying better. To win, yeah. And right, yep. you might as well put it through right away so they can, if it's right before the Thursday night game starts and you have someone to start that game, absolutely get them in. Same thing before the Sunday night games. Yeah. Or so, any any games on right. Sunday. Get and them I, in before they play. I personally, I, I like it too. The other one I'm, I'm, I'm not used to is the, the FAAB. The FAB. FAB. However you want to say it. Um, I think I like it, but like the waivers, the way they're working, like you pretty much have people on waivers all the time and it clears every day. Is that? Yep. Every morning Yahoo runs it, I think midnight or three in the morning. So every, every morning, whoever puts a bid in on a player, it clears and and goes into the team that bids the highest or is the only one that bids. A member brought it up to me and it's kind of a good question is what would you do then in the situation? Say this past week, uh, or yesterday we had a Monday night game, a questionable uh, bell coming into the game, last-minute decision, he's out. That person then loses that possibility of jumping on waivers and picking somebody up for that game. So what is there a way that that can be handled? You know, like I was in the position the week before where I had a tight end that was questionable. 
I just was like, okay, I'm going to get rid of him and pick somebody else up. Mm-hmm. And that ended up working out okay. But if you don't have that foresight or that depth on your roster, you, you could be in a situation yeah. where you're not filling all the roster spots. And that was another rule that we had brought up about you need to do that. Yeah. You know? yeah. So the, the owner actually reached out to me as well. And my solution was if this person is out that week and you – either didn't go pick up somebody else or you wanted to take the chance that he actually is going to come in, but he was actually out and you left him in your lineup. That's just going to be one that we say, you know what, you've lost those points. We don't consider it as you left a blank lineup. So you get that penalty at the draft the next time. That was just a tough, it was just a tough luck. But if for some reason it was game time decision, he was questionable or not even on the injury report up until game time then it comes to him reaching out to the commissioner saying, hey, I'm going to drop this player and I'm going to pick up this player and I need you to do it now because the waivers won't clear. I need you to do it now so I can put somebody in my lineup since this person's out. So the commissioner, out. yeah, I could go in and basically make yes. it like a instant. And then we would have to just let the league know saying, hey, this is the situation. This is yeah. why he's doing it. This is why he couldn't wait until waivers. And, and it, I'm assuming and I'm sure that everybody would understand. Yeah. Most likely he's going to have to switch out for that same position on that same team. So honestly, if he decided, he, if that were the case this week, and I believe it was Bell, if Bell had to sit out because he couldn't play, you're looking at putting in Ty Montgomery. Mm-hmm. If I'm playing that person, I'm like, please go ahead and do it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can have at it. You know, and it sucks for him, but it's also, it's kind of good for the other person. Yeah. And, you know, we'd have to look into seeing if you can force that person that is out to IR so they could pick up somebody just for that game and then dump them afterwards. Right. Yeah. Um, so we, that would have to be one that we definitely have to be clear with the league and all the owners and letting them know what's happening. Yeah. And then depending on the situation throughout the week and how he actually was out would play on how we actually handled it. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think that would be an acceptable option. It, there's very few times that happens. I remember one specifically when I was in college, and I can't remember the player, but I remember it was a, it was a Redskins running back that I had on my team that was playing on Monday night, and he he did something and pulled his hamstring in warm-ups. I, I forget what exactly it was. But he was out as of like 15 minutes before the game. Yeah. And it was one of those things like I had to go on quick, drop him, and pick up whoever the yeah. third stringer was because I think he was the backup, which is why <laughs> he was there anyway. And it was just a mess. And it's very – like that was probably four or five years ago, and that's the only circumstance like that I can think of. Yeah, so it's yeah. something that's rare that yeah. if that were to come up and they are marked out that close to game time, sure, we can make it a little adjustment, and I have no problem with that. But that's that's my thoughts on it as a yeah. participant versus being a commissioner. Yeah, and I, I think this is where the commission, the co-commission, come into play and say, look, this is what's happened. This is what we're doing. And it's not to vote for you yeah. guys to say, yes, I think that's okay, or no, it's not. This is, it's, just what this we... is unfortunately a crappy well, situation that this owner was in, yeah. and this is how we're going to fix it. Yeah. So and we would do the same for everybody into, else. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's not I, like it would yeah. be not, not like we were doing it for this team, and then if it happened the next game to somebody else, we would say, sorry. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yep. And that's well, that's part of the role of the commissioner of choosing what's best for the league because we saw it happen at another point around that same time when the, there was the hurricane that canceled. I remember it was a Dolphins game, 
And the same thing, like, I know we we had our commissioner go in and sub players out. They were supposed to play. Because it was, like, it was oh, yeah. delayed at game time, I think, and then ended up being canceled. So yeah, they canceled we were able the game to, entirely. Yeah, it was yeah. the Miami-Tampa Bay yeah. game a couple yep. years ago. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's part of the role of the commissioner, that when those crazy weird things come up, Just that we it. make adjustments in the in the best interest of the league. Yeah. yeah. So let's jump into and, and do, like, kind of a quick recap of, of week two in the Sinners and Winners yeah. League. So what I'll do is I will uh, name the game. And okay. if you guys want to chime in on, on that particular game, whether it be a stat or something you found interesting about it, let's just run through them real quick, okay? Okay. Um, so the first one I'll talk about is those Hollywood Knights versus Jason's team, and I believe, what was his previous name? So those, those Hollywood Knights used to be the Winter Soldiers. The Winter Soldiers, yeah. We had a name adjustment. So uh, those Hollywood Knights ended up winning uh, 112.72 to 78.68 for Jason's team. Oof. Anybody want to jump in on that one? Yeah, Zach, you're, you're the, the special guest. I'll let you start it off. Ladies okay. first. The, the only thing I see that really stands out to me, which you don't see a lot in Superflex leagues, is this is an instance, even, even though they won, um, those Hollywood Knights, they had Gardner Minshew starting as their quarterback, and Tyler Lockett, as a receiver on his bench, outscored the quarterback position, which is typically the most high-scoring position, which is why you want it there. Um, so I just thought that was interesting that his his bench player was able to outscore him. And I know he loves he loves Hollywood Brown. That that's the starter ahead of Lockett there. So just just a couple things that stood out to me. Like I said, I love the depth there on J- on Jason's quarterback unit, where Breeze only got him a half a point. That that really like. It's hard to come back from that yeah. in, in a week like this. But he's got Aaron Rodgers on his bench. I know Rodgers has struggled here, but I'm confident he'll be back to being Aaron Rodgers very shortly. Yeah, I think Jason definitely had some, obviously, some injury bugs with the Breeze getting the .52 points and going out early. But O.J. Howard getting zero points yeah. on that Thursday night game just really... Doesn't count. Really, <laughs> right. really, it's Thursday. really hurts. So, you know, and, and for... The those Hollywood Knights, the Winter Soldiers, T.J. Hawkinson off of that huge Week One, only getting one point seven points. One hit wonder. Yeah, I, I don't think it's one no, hit I'm wonder. Not that, that I, I, <laughs> yeah, but it's just a hard matchup. Luckily, he was able to pull it out. But yeah, right on. All right, I, I really don't have anything to add. I I, uh, I did pick uh, Jason's team to win that game, and just have to kind of eat crow on that one. That was really really wrong. <laughs> Um, all right, so the next one let's go into uh, was Shaken Bakers versus Morning Woods. Morning Woods ended up winning this one uh, after quite a bit of back and forth. It was 116.18 to 109.7. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in here because I was concerned most of the week it was Shaken Bakers. I went to bed thinking I was going to lose on Sunday night. I woke up think, seeing that I actually had a chance. I needed Baker to not do great. But I needed Chubb to do good, and I also needed OBJ in another league to do good. So it's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But I lucked out and was able to get that touchdown from Chubb in the game that I think kind of sealed it for me. He got 19.8 points. Uh, Josh Allen had a heck of a game. I think he's underrated for fantasy-wise as well as, as in NFL. So I had some uh, another good, solid performance all around, I was a little concerned because I was in another tight, tight matchup like I was last week. Robert Woods kind of killed me with uh, six point two points, but luckily I was able to pull it out. 
you should have lost. Yeah. So when, when I look at I, Michael Gallup left with an injury, Joe Mixon playing hurt, didn't perform up to his normal standards. Alshon Jeffrey put up zero. Trubisky was awful, put up 5.6. Shagan Bakers, the guys that actually played, played incredibly well. Right? All those guys that had issues obviously did not perform, and they only lost by seven. Yeah. You should have lost. <laughs> well, yeah, literally, I, literally, if Jeffrey was not in his lineup and he put in Galladay, that would have been his game. Yep, Galladay was on his bench with twenty five point seven. Yeah, and then, you know it's just one of those weeks where he definitely got eat up mm-hmm. with injuries and and underperformers. But like you said, he, um, I think he can bounce back too. He's got plenty of depth. It looks like. On yeah, that and bench. he's had those. I mean, because I believe he's now zero and two, unfortunately, yeah. and he had a tight one last week too. Yep, I don't think he broke the hundred point mark, but he. He's had some rough luck, so hopefully it'll turn around for him. You know, the same could be said, I think, for every one of these matchups. If somebody did something else, like if I would have had Godwin in instead of Robert Woods, it wouldn't have mattered if he had Galladay in anyways. Touche. Touche. We both had people on the bench that had points, but definitely Shaken Bakers having Alshon Jeffrey not getting anything because he was hurt, Joe Mixon kind of being hobbled, really. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, unfortunately, Shaken Bakers is off to a off to a rough start. But he he struck well with Mark Andrews. He's had an incredible yeah. Start to the you know, I yeah. I knew he was uh, at the draft. That was my target in that round. And I and, think we talked about that at the draft. That <laughs> yeah. We both liked him. He snuck it out. But yeah. I mean, even in one of our other leagues, Zach, I've we've been kind of going back and forth <laughs> with Mark Andrews because I knew what his potential was. I know you knew what his potential was. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have anything on my bench that was. You know, up to his in par. that league right now, I'm planning on starting three tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Andrews is one of them that's just been outperforming yeah. all the guys I try it. I try it flex, right? And I've already got Kittle and Ertz there ahead of him. So and now and might with, might be worth it. Just yeah, with, my flex with Deshaun Jackson, and I know we're getting off topic here, but with Deshaun out and Alshon out, Ertz is just gonna freaking light up the world. Yeah, so. got great opportunity. All right, next yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, let's go on, move on. We've got uh, Run CMC versus the Holdouts. Run CMC ended up pulling out the W, uh, 134.66 to the Holdouts, 120.66. You want to talk about your team? I, I'm going to start with my actual team, which is the Dallas Cowboys. And I, I love the pairing I they like have the with Dak and, Dak and Amari Cooper there. Um, and that's that's a great foundation. We talked about that pairing a quarterback with his top receiver uh, they they even had they even underperformed when you look at McCaffrey having a down game. Gurley was solid, but not not Gurley of last year. Right. And they they still they still won very convincingly. I know for me, we talked about the Thursday day games being trash. I don't know why. I know that, and I still started Jameis Winston. I just. I have to stop starting anyone on Thursday night. I just want to point out that was the roster spot I was hoping you would address. Yeah, yeah. same with same with me. We thought you were going to. Yeah, but I, I understand your logic and not because you had Evans in there. Yeah, and and technically they probably should have done good. Absolutely, they should have. Like but, they, yeah. they've been just a ridiculous disappointment. What one thing I do like about Winston is they have no plan B. They don't have some yeah, rookie sitting guy. there. They don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick. They they don't have there's nobody else who would make any sense that they'd they be like well t- we're benching you for this guy yeah they yeah. and they've time and time again kind of said look you're a dude we're <laughs> hanging we're hanging our team on you right so they and they they have almost pretty much well actually before they drafted him we're 100 percent in on this kid you know all the research they mm-hmm. did around his history in high school kind of some of the off the field antics 
they did their research and vetted him and really felt like he was their guy and they have not wavered given his up and down <gasps> so yeah I, I guess give the team props for that sticking to their dude but even yeah. if I made the perfect decision there and started Garoppolo ahead of Winston I still would have lost so yeah. respect to run CMC great week for them even with McCaffrey having a terrible well, game you would have had to him. make a couple because you're not going to you're not going to project that Kamara only gets seven points. Yeah. Because right. you're not going to project that Breeze goes out early. That's the reason why he got seven points. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you would have started Burita in place of that, plus Jimmy Garoppolo, you obviously would have had it. But then you look over on the other side, and they probably could have done something different with McCaffrey. So Yeah, and there's no chance in the world I would ever start Breda ahead of Kamara. Kamara's no, yeah, one right, of my favorite right. players yeah. in the entire world. And, but unless if he's hurt, that's the only time you're ever going to. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, I'm still questioning. <laughs> Maybe he'll fight through somehow, and I'll get a, get a chance to use him. Right. All right, guys. So moving on to the next one, we had the Dukes of Hazard, still the best name, or one of them, uh, versus I Made Chuck Norris Cry. Blowout. <laughs> Big blowout. Definitely 144.14 from the Dukes to 84.72. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, that is a rough week to score. Though Dukes of Hazard has a great name, he might need to change it here pretty soon. Duke Johnson, yeah, this might, is true. I mean, I know, I know the man loves him, and he has potential. But Hyde is looking good, so I don't know if Duke's actually gonna get the play that everybody might have thought he was going to. You are never in jeopardy of losing a week when you have Mahomes and Saquon Barkley, and then you add it to Ertz, and then Ridley, who had a great game. So even though McCoy is in his lineup, and he actually didn't even start Duke this week, but McCoy was in his lineup. He's questionable. Connor kind of went out for an injury. His team has some good solid depth, and he's got some good players. Unfortunately, I made Chuck Norris cry, has been reeling and trying to struggle to, to figure out his lineup. Hence the trades that he's making and, and making some moves, but Mahomes is just—I know a lot of it, he got a, he got some flack for his draft, and you know, like basically not having any wide receivers. I think was a comment that I heard, and I really I kind of disagree. Not only because I'm a huge Cup fan, but I think Cup and Ridley are both those real consistent wide receivers that their floor is is probably ten points. Yeah, you know, yeah. so they're like that consistent. You know, you're going to get somewhere with them. And then he paired that with like the superstar power and, and pretty much week in, week out, knowing they're going to do some work, uh, like you said, Mahomes and Barkley. So like he really kind of put together them in an ideal way, I felt like. Yeah, and, and week one, he was definitely steady. All of his players, there was no bus players. He has the one this time with McCoy, but you can make it up when you get 30-plus yeah. points from your quarterback. And, and Rivers and stuff, didn't but, play up to his normal abilities, too, there. Right. Um, but... But he's got that cushion, basically. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, he built he built that in by having a dominant performance all yeah. around elsewhere. And that was one of the the guys that was on board on on the side of he doesn't have strong wide receivers. And one of my other leagues, it's almost the same way. I have what is considered wide receiver twos as my starters. But um, you're right over there. Just <laughs> <laughs> got a little tripped up. Sorry. Did I say something that made you? Uh, yeah. But Ridley is definitely somebody that you can start every week. He might not be a wide receiver one, but he's somebody that's going to get you points. And same with Cup. Yeah. So he's got a definite, even, solid, who's going to be in a matchup every week team. Yep. And I, I think one one thing to consider is not counting out I made Chuck Norris cry. I think I think 
that's a very good a very good owner there that he's clearly making moves making adjustments he left some guys on the on the bench i know there was a lot of uncertainty around antonio brown so he'll be back in the lineup here so that's a team that can still make a run here for sure even though it looks on on paper when you just look at the score it looks like they just got blown out by one of the top teams i think they can still make a run and stay among the top absolutely he's definitely one of those guys that always stays in it i mean he's Mm going to try and and make moves and do whatever he can to stay competitive this literally just was one of those weeks where pretty much all your dudes underachieved (laughs) yeah like we all have at least one or two he had we had, he had four what we would consider busts, yeah. but you could consider Cam Newton at 11 points a bust. Oh, absolutely. You could yep. consider Fournette at 12 points a bust. Stafford at 17 is kind of borderline. I mean, Eckler for this week obviously was his main star. Yeah. But when you get zero points out of a tight end, that's no good. When you're relying on Cam and he's not 100%, you know, it was just a rough week. He's you got solid players, and I agree. He is a, a great owner that will make this team right. So never yeah. think that you're going to have a win. I don't think any team in this league you can look at and say, you know what, I got it easy this week. Right. You yeah. know, I, I think we're all going to have those weeks where we're going to be tight. We're either going to blow it out of the water or we're going to end up scoring 70 or 80 points. Yeah. So yep. it's just it's a just fantasy football weeks. life. Yeah, totally agree. And then the final game uh, was Murray's men versus who is now referred to as Fat Golf. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Fack? Fack. Fack. Yeah, you know, kind of a like maybe a, a northeastern accent. Not how you would say it. Like, fack off! Okay. You know? <laughs> what about northeastern? <laughs> where, where would that be? It's like just some kind of made-up yeah. accent. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Were you trying to go with the fugoff? Fugoff. No, fack. Fack, okay. I can picture someone. Any ah, fag off. Yeah, he'd be like a fast talking. I picture I, the way you said it, Jamie. I can, I can kind of hear that a little bit better. Hey, buddy, let me know that parking spot. Ah, fag off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, okay, fag okay. off. <laughs> maybe I just don't have the right twang to it. Like, I, but, maybe maybe that's know, what it is. Like I'm picturing, I'm picturing something along those lines. Yes. Okay. And trying to stay within the um, um, pro- <laughs> prohibited. <laughs> Or, or avoid the prohibitive <laughs> yeah. words. On yeah, the, uh, I, I think Yaku you're site. okay. You might even be able to use the P-H-U-C-K. Yes. And, and go <laughs> Asian, maybe. That was definitely going for disgruntled city dweller up in okay. the northeast somewhere. It works. I, I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I agree. I think that name is kind of <laughs> starting to need to be changed. You kind of salvaged it a little bit with 19 points from him. Not great, but not worthy of a team name, I don't think. D-Hop, so, you're we, never going to know, is going to get... Only nine points. Right. That's another yeah. one like Kamara. He's mm-hmm. going to be in your lineup all the time unless if he's actually hurt and not out or on a bye. Yeah. You take a nine-point game, and then next week when you get 32, you're fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It just is what it is with that. And then I, I think the clear difference here is when you look at the quarterback scoring. That Murray's men, they got right around 27 points from their quarterbacks, and then on the other side, it's over 50. We have Lamar like, Jackson that outscored both of his – alone yeah it's very very true that that that's just especially in super flex so dominant when you can get performances like that and lamar jackson going into the season you think he's the number two guy and now you've got a great combination there with goff and jackson as well as the receivers we mentioned about with the draft hopkins my favorite receiver in the nfl obj top three for me um, when I when I'm just looking at how they play there, and I, they're incredible fantasy players as well. So great foundation there. That is the number one scoring team in the league this week, and very very well deserved. On the other side with with Murray's men, I love Dalvin Cook. 
Yeah. He had a monster, yeah, monster run. Well, he had a awesome. rough season last year, but he's back, he, and he looks great. Yeah, he's healthy. He's on a team that wants to feed him the ball, Yeah, and he's eating it up. And unfortunately, feeding Cook the ball hurts you when you have Cousins as your quarterback. And Thielen. Yeah. <laughs> he's got, got a bunch of Vikings there. Yeah, and unfortunately, Cousins is probably solid, and I would say he's in the top 15 as a quarterback when he's actually given the chance, but when they want to run the ball, there's nothing you can do. They're they're playing well with uh, running him, so I think Green Bay's defense is a lot better than people will give him credit for, but yet it hurts when, when your quarterback only gives you 10 points. You have a couple duds in, in Kittle and Robinson and, and Marlon Mack, but the first couple of weeks, it's hard to know. Mac had a blowout game last week and then comes back and gets you eight. So it's still hard to judge where players are at. Yeah, and, and he, had, he had big performers on his bench, too, with John Ross, with Aaron Jones there, DK Metcalf. He's still still getting used to who is going to be the most consistent that should be in right. the lineup, too, yeah. Yeah. as we all are here early in the season. Well, it's, yeah, it's hard to know. John Ross goes from being a complete waste of a draft pick on an actual team, let alone keeping him in fantasy, to being one of the top wide receivers now because of a head coach change. Yeah. It's a huge difference between Marvin Lewis and, and now um, Taylor. I can't remember his first name. But you can see John Zach Ross. Yeah, Best Zach name Taylor. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe you forgot that, man. <laughs> Hold on. Does he spell it with an H or a K? I'm pretty sure he spells it Z-A-C. Okay. But oh. all, all the way oh, away yeah. from, from either of those spellings. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it, it's hard because it, it seems gross to want to put John Ross in your lineup. Like it feels you might have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, do I do it? Yeah. Oh man, I, I want to because he's playing good, but I think I might throw up a little bit if I do. But if you, if anything is continuing through the season and it's like the last two weeks, he should probably end up being one of the the main guys in his lineup. Yeah, we'll see. He still gives me that Deshaun Jackson feel that you love him some weeks, and there's other weeks that he puts up. 0.7 points yeah. for you. And you, you don't know nothing. what his role is when A.J. Green comes back, but until that is, I mean, Tyler Boyd still even had a great game. Mm-hmm. Under Zach Taylor, The Andy Dalton looks great. I mean, he's actually he's a flyer to be able to start. I mean, if, if you go out and get Dalton to put in instead of Cousins, that's a different matchup right there. Yeah. So... Yeah, I have, I have another league that I'm chasing Andy Dalton. He's a free agent. I put in a waiver claim just to keep him away from the Roethlisberger owner because yeah. I know yeah. they want him. And it's yeah. it's another that's the the fab bidding. So I bid a decent decent amount there for him. So we'll see we'll see because I I like making moves like that just to prevent other contenders from making that move forward. Right. Um, that's. Another one of my upside plays. We just see a trend throughout this whole episode with yeah. me. Y'all gonna know my whole strategy. Yeah. That's why we had you on the show. <laughs> Very sneaky, guys. We, we like should it. have the whole league in here. <laughs> That's yeah, why we're trying point. to get them all, you know? <laughs> Gotta know where they're thinking. All right, so even though we intended to not make that a very long segment, it's hard not to get into those conversations. Um, but that was kind of the recap of week two. You guys ready to make some bold predictions? Maybe even do a few calls on this coming week? Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. So... So this week we have uh, Run CMC is facing off Fat Golf. Um, fag off. Fag off. 
The uh, projections here are, are, are strongly in the favor of run CMC. Uh, 154.8 versus 130.6. Yeah, I think run CMC is going to be like, fag off, I got this one. Yeah, yeah, I tend, I tend to agree. Yeah, that's a dominant team right there. Yep. I've been impressed with them so far, and that's my pick as well. All right, so we're all on the same board on that one. Going down, down, we have Morning Woods. Congratulations, fellas. Running joke. Uh, uh, versus I Made Chuck Norris Cry. Again, the projections actually are in uh, Chuck Norris crying as favor at 135.05 versus 128.6. Well, I don't know if Morning Woods can make Chuck Norris cry. I feel like they should, kind of. I, I don't know. I guess it depends on... Depends on whose morning wood it is. I mean, what is if it's 70? actually Chuck Norris's, it well, might. The, yeah, if it's his, I think he's probably tearing up a bit. Like I can still do it. But but I, I think that's going to unfortunately, Morning Woods is in a constant battle to where he's probably going to be second guessing his lineup all weekend long. He's going to wonder if he's going to pull it out after Monday night. And pull it, what out? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, got him. Him. Get him. <laughs> but um it's almost like you have some insight to this team like you're inside the guy's head yeah that's cool man but you know unfortunately i can't go any other direction so i'm gonna go morning woods though i technically think chuck norris might win that one yeah i'm i'm um i'm going chuck norris cries on this one i think he's gonna have his bounce back week and kind of get his ship righted again i think he upgraded his quarterback play for this week especially I think Garoppolo's going to have a good time over there at Pittsburgh. See, I am going to be fighting hard this week to trade for Michael Thomas from Morning Woods. I see him sitting there on the bench. I think that could make a difference oh. whether he plays or not, whether he believes in him or not. Wait um, a minute. Do we do we just have do we just have a live offer for oh, a trade? It sounds like it. Hold on here. Let me look at the holdouts here. Ladies, yeah, you you take this, a look there. Go ahead and is, go ahead. This and, is unprecedented yeah. for the Sinners and Winners <laughs> we, podcast. Breaking news right here. Yeah. So uh, in a moment, maybe after that sets in, uh, we may have a little live trade discussion. Uh, but did you did you make your pick, Zach, on that game, Morning Woods? I'm, I'm still going Morning Woods. I I think that's that's one of the closest games of the week. There, that I, I do. I think this was the hardest one to pick. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd agree with that for sure. Uh, but um, I do, I, I will go out on the limb on my, by myself and say that Chuck Norris is going to cry. So week. you do not have Morning Woods. Um, well, it's the afternoon, <laughs> so yeah, I'm good right now. Um, <clears throat> I'd send you Tyler Boyd for Michael Thomas. <laughs> oh, and it continues. Next game. <laughs> All right, so hard to not. I like wow. it. All right, I like it. Okay, got a baseline <laughs> offer there. Dang. All right, so um, next game up. Those Hollywood Knights versus Murray's men. Uh, this is a battle of the brothers. Uh, we got uh, Hollywood Knights at 118.9 and Murray's men at 136.4, according to Yahoo. Where do you guys stand on this one? I think this is another back and forth game. I think right now we're all pretty tight with a lot of stuff. I am actually going to go with Murray's men. I think Murray's men finds a way to win this week and, and has a good week and doesn't have to worry about his lineup afterwards and wondering who she he should dump see what i always look at on these is the the projections can be up or down hit or miss but i look at how likely is it that they're going to outperform those and i look at murray's men and there's quite a few guys that i think can be right around their projection or even higher specifically kittle i think he's going to have a nice bounce back game for them against Pittsburgh, Absolutely. potentially potentially score a touchdown or two, which will really boost that. Whereas the other side, 
I see these guys like Juju with Mason Rudolph throwing him the ball. I don't know if he's going to hit that 16 points this week. Stephon Diggs is very up and down in that in that passing offense there in Minnesota. I don't know if he'll hit that 17 points. Le'Veon Bell, I'm still not sure. He's what New England does well exactly. is shutting down the number one player on their opponent. And we saw last night, Le'Veon Bell is the only thing He's they had. The, oh, they, yeah. they had him running out of the wild out of the wildcat. That he was basically their quarterback. They were like, "What can we do to give him the ball every single play?" Because yeah. he's all they have. And I think he's a shutdown candidate there. And Josh Jacobs is another that he's dealing with a groin injury. Um, same thing with Hawkinson. We saw him high. We saw him low. I don't know what's going to come out of that. And he's in Philly too, which is a hard place to go and play. So yeah. And I. I'm again. I'm not sold on Marquise Brown yet. He's had some great performances. Will he hit 15 points? I know Kansas City's not that great on defense, but I'm still not all the way bought into that Baltimore passing offense yet. So there's and then Minshew at quarterback. There's just a lot of guys there that I think can have the ability to underperform. Where I think Murray's men is a lot of guys that'll be right around that performance, or even someone like Kittle that can outperform it. Yeah, and and I agree with all of. Pretty much what you said. Bell will be probably the quarterback if Falk gets hurt. He's going to be the one taking the snaps. And (laughs) Jacobs, like you said, is is dealing with a groin injury. Hawkinson going to play Philly. I do think Hollywood actually is pretty good. They're going against Kansas City. I was going to say, he is the person I have the most faith in that starting lineup on that team. I yeah. love his skill set. I just He's, still don't yeah. trust I, the offense. We've only got yet. we've got a brief history of him, but I yeah. do think, out of looking at his projections, I think that's the one guy I'm like, oh yeah, he'll for sure beat that projection. Yeah, I think the same thing. I kind of look at it in a similar way, but I kind of go back and forth between the teams and and compare each person, mm-hmm. um, even though they're not necessarily lined up against. But then kind of my big thing, uh, I think it's relatively even. There's a lot of like mystery here. Yeah. Or, or things that balance out, but it falls down to Bell and Cook to me. And I think, like you said, Bell is going to get shut down and Cook is going to eat. Yeah, And no, I think I that's really that. the difference. And also, I do think Hollywood is going to have a good game, but um, I believe Murray's men makes up for that with Robinson and Adams without any issue. So, yeah, I, I'm going Murray's men. Yeah. Like I said, it kind of came down to the tiebreaker being Bell and Cook, and I think Cook's going to... And the other, Far when, when you look at those side-by-side comparisons, the others that stand out, like I mentioned, the Kittle versus Hawkinson, Kittle far ahead, and then Cousins versus Minshew. Yep. Cousins, even coming off of a down week, far ahead. And yep. the, the interesting one is that Diggs is on one side, Thielen's on the other. I think they're very similar. They're projected yeah. for almost the exact same amount. And I really, that's a toss-up to me. I have no idea. It's going to be more dependent who scores a touchdown. Yeah. Yep. What we got next? Next up interestingly enough, is the holdouts versus Shaken Bakers. The holdouts are projected to come in at 149.6 and Shaken Bakers at a soft and supple 114. So I know we said we hope that Shaken Bakers gets out of this schneid and stop the 0-2 season. Sorry, guys. Shake and Bake the week after because it's going to be the holdouts. I, I just see... I'd like to see him change his name to the Muffin Man for this, <laughs> for this week, just for this week. I do. Well, he does I, have somebody that he's going to probably take out of his lineup, so that'll help with the projections at least. I feel like uh, just like on that first one, the run CMC versus Fat Golf, as as being a real clear cut, that's probably going to be a dominant matchup. I think this is the other dominant one where the holdouts runs away with it. Yeah. I'd, I'd be happy to see it since I am the holdouts. Um, I think I, Zeke gets the juiciest matchup in the league right Absolutely. now and gets to play Miami. 
and he might have 100 touchdowns. Just Are you this ready week. to make that your bold prediction? Zeke outscores Shaken Baker <laughs> by himself. <laughs> Not quite buying into that much, but he could be close. It could be he close. Could, could outscore about half the team. Yeah. Uh, legitimately, that's a possibility. I think. I mean, yeah. It definitely is. All right. So we all are on the same page on that one? Yeah, it sounds yeah. like it. Sounds okay. like it. And then we're going to the final one, which is the Dukes of Hazard versus Jason's team. Jason, get Aaron Rodgers in there, and I will pick you. If you don't do that, I can't do it, man. Oh, well, it looks like he's already got that, that spot cleared out for something. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see. So either Mystery. he's trying to pick somebody up or he's thinking if he wants to actually do quarterback, which it should be, or a different position. But I would agree. I think adding Aaron Rodgers in there gives him a better chance, but I still have to go with Dukes. Yeah. Dukes of Hazard is too much of a – really low floor team so you mean a really high floor team the dukes yes yeah, yeah sorry, <laughs> yeah. sorry. sorry. Yeah. so he's he's gonna be steady yeah. he's gonna get all I of his mean, points yeah. i don't think you're gonna get more than 24 from mahomes especially going against baltimore mm-hmm. and i think everybody else will probably get right around what they're projected so if this team is an easy team to pick on projections I, or if there is a team I think it's the Dukes of Hazard to go. By with. the numbers, that should be the top game of the week. I mean, Mahomes versus. I mean, you got your number one, Lamar Jackson, and number two fantasy quarterback Pat Mahomes. Yeah, that game is the it game itself huge. is going to be friggin' awesome, and I, I think, think there's so. going to be a ton of fantasy points to be thrown now, around on both sides. Would you think that's the case if it was on Thursday night? Would that silence our discussion? That's actually a great question. And <laughs> I wouldn't buy it if it was on Thursday night. I think I, I would, would expect it to be more of a defensive battle. I agree. Because Baltimore has a solid defense. And, oh, so, and honestly, if you look at the these. Oakland game, Kansas City's defense still looked they're, pretty decent. I mean, better. it's Oakland, but Oakland looked pretty good the week before. Yeah. So Kansas City, I think, has this... I'm just wondering, pers- is there a matchup that could save the Thursday night football? I think In this my one opinion, could... But this I don't. I, I, and you're gonna start Lamar. You're gonna if if this was Thursday, you're gonna start Mahomes. You're gonna start Lamar. I still think I it think, has to be a better. I think that's actually it. You might start Andrews because Andrews seems yeah. to be a every week tight end that you start. But those would be the only three players if it's on Thursday. You put it on Sunday. I'm starting anybody and everybody I can get my hands on in this league. Watson, um, Hardman. Now Robinson, Williams, if McCoy's hurt, you put in Darwin Thompson, Kelsey, and then on Thompson the other side. Thompson may be a nice little play this week if they're both out. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. See, I always like to wait and see one game on guys like that. And same, same thing with Meikle. He just, he just proved it this past game. We'll see if he can keep it up. But I'd always, rather than starting him and seeing if he gets zero or if he goes off, I'd, I'd rather be patient in up. those yeah. situations. As much yeah. as I've talked about playing the upside, there's certain situations like that that yeah. I completely stay away from it until I've seen actual evidence. Yep. And I still think I still think Miko is not for real this year. I think watching how they how they raised up Tyreek Hill, I think that's more of Miko Hardman's role this year. That they'll do different things to get him the ball, but it's not yeah. going to be a consistent as a receiver kind of production. Yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to tell whether it's going to be Watkins that week, Robinson or Hardman, or Kelsey. Mm-hmm. You have four, could be any given week, the number one targeted person there. Or if it's like the fantasy playoffs where Damian Williams just got all the receptions right. and all the close touchdowns. And he's still looked pretty good. So yep. 
Yeah, I, I think this one goes to the Dukes of Hazard. Unfortunately, Jason's team, even with Aaron Rodgers in there, I still think comes up short. But it'll be close, just like any of the other matchups that we've talked about. One thing, one thing to add on a topic we've already moved on from, but to, to make it a more exciting Thursday night game, I think you'd need a worse defense than the Ravens defense. Yeah. If you, I don't have one off the top of my head because I haven't watched a huge variety of teams this early in, in the season, but I think that's, that's what I wouldn't trust about it. About the Baltimore, Baltimore definitely has, especially their secondary, very, yeah. very good. And I think that would lend to it to potentially being a 13, 17, 20 point game from Kansas City instead of a monster high scoring game. And I'm not saying for this Sunday, I think, I think Kansas City will outscore that. But if it were to be a Thursday game, I still don't think it would live right. up to was, you guys' expectations. And just to go off that point, last year, wasn't it Kansas City and LA that played Thursday and it was like 52 to 54? Yeah, so that you was have to, crazy. You definitely was have that to a ha- Thursday? Yeah. I remember. I remember. Because I believe they were both on color rush uniforms or the bright colored right, ones. Yeah. But that was, if you go back Once however many. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you can't bet on that all the time. So well, this week. Derek, oh, you want to go ahead and go over. Yeah, this week, well, this week is a little different. It looks like we're pretty much on the same page on all of the games except for one. We were split on the Morning Woods and Chuck Norris cry game. Otherwise, I think we all... Uh, I yeah, picked we Jason all... on the last one as long as he puts oh, in Aaron long, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers in, and then we're split on that one as well. Jason's got a vote. I like that little My heart is going yeah. with Jason. It's hard yeah. to bet against some of those guys like uh, Mahomes or Barkley or... Um, Actually, Zach Ertz, I, I but talk, talked to Jason the other day, and he had listened to the episode and uh, the week prior because he's we've we've talked a little bit about him here on the show, yeah. and uh, he really appreciates all the feedback, and he's having a good time, win or lose. That's good. He's one of those guys that's just going to enjoy himself. It's honestly all that matters. It's yeah. the whole reason yeah. why we play this, right? <laughs> yeah, what we you know, we don't for, want yeah. people to be done playing and just be pissed off and saying, you know what, I, I hate fantasy football. This is the right. worst. Yeah. yeah, you know, especially in this league where we want to make it a great league we want everybody to be engaged want everybody to have fun and enjoy what they're doing so that's awesome yeah so he's having a good time um and then i do i do want to touch on what was kind of a a a letdown moment on you know a bright a bright start to our bold predictions in week one last week we we really just missed the mark i believe brian had hollywood hitting two touchdowns again and he had a big zero he did have a good game but, yeah, but decent. He had some good catches zone. and yardage, but no, no TDs. Yeah, I had Oakland and Kansas City being the top scoring or highest scoring game of that week, and it fell short. It was actually the 49ers and Bengals got up to 58 combined points. That's that's a good for those two teams. That's yeah. a decent point total. And I would have never guessed it. Yeah, no, and um, I mean, unfortunately, the New England Patriots out almost outscored. Yeah. That that whole matchup by yeah, themselves. They by themselves yeah. <laughs> but like, like almost thirty of those were from defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then you were actually really close. You had basically the top five uh, wide receivers from week one would not be in the top fifteen this week. Right. And in fact, John Ross was the only one to get up in that top fifteen, making ninth overall. So I, I got an so attaboy, right. but real, yeah, really, really not just a ah, fuck off. But the bold <laughs> predictions are not for Pats on the back, man. We got to get them right, and yeah, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> so I, I gotta say something before we get started here. Right. When it comes to bold predictions and what they really are. Uh-oh. So week one, Derek, yes. you had a bold prediction, and you've taken pride in this being correct. That I think is not such a bold prediction. When you said (laughs) Pat Mahomes would not be a top two scoring 
quarterback? Yeah. You're saying that any one of the other 31 guys could be ahead of him. That is a 93% chance that you have of getting that right. So That does not count as a bold So, so Mahomes or the field, kind of. So, yeah, exactly. So was Mahomes or was Mahomes not the undisputed first quarterback drafted in all? Oh, all, he absolutely was. Why but was he considered? Not because of what he's going to do week one. Because of what, what he's going to do throughout do week the season. In and week out. That was my, yeah. my thought. And I, 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 I totally see your point. Uh, maybe I did leave the window open. Uh, Lamar <laughs> was one of my thoughts as far as a guy to beat him. I'm high on him this year, but in hindsight, it doesn't really count. Yeah, if you um, had said that specifically, but Lamar Jackson or Dak I think Prescott everybody listening would have like. said, hey, Mahomes, he's, he's the number one QB going off. He's going to be the top guy every week. It's kind of the mentality that I think I was I was basing that off of. See, I disagree because so that's very matchup enough. based. Yeah, fair enough. See, I, I, I kind of see where Derek's coming it. from though. You you draft Mahomes in the first round or se- late second round. I can't remember where, but you draft him high in the very first quarterback and expect him to be the number one quarterback week in Just, week yeah, out. It's almost like over Kelsey, the course of the you, season. Well, yeah, Not and I think that's realistic. One. But you draft him thinking, hey, I now have an advantage at quarterback every week. Yeah. Not meaning, like you said, we're going to have our ups and downs, but it's the same thing with Zach, the top, uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I'm going to draft him with one of my top two picks because I now have a difference maker at at tight end. You know. Right. So I, I, that's what I was going off of. And granted, it may not have been the brightest of bold picks. <laughs> maybe, uh, it, it wouldn't have it that by if, if you said top ten uh, or a 15. thousand percent. Yes, I I do agree with that. Okay. I, where did he finish? Enough. Four, five. I think he I think he was four. Four. I'd have to look to be sure, but yeah. he wasn't in the top three or four. Yeah, maybe. I think he would finish fourth or fifth. So that sounds about you know, right. If, if you would have said ten, it would have definitely been bolder. You want the bolds, like Zach said, and mine so far haven't really been too bold. We'll get yeah. We'll that, see was, if we can get that was what I was going to say. So they're not bold enough. They're I came bold. here to start a rumble. <laughs> okay, bring it. So, so I know you're probably going to go Mike Davis because <sighs> I know you said that you liked that pick because you honestly, no, I actually like that one because a lot of people were ignoring that. The reason why I picked that, and I don't know if that's what you're going to go with, but. All of the hype going for Montgomery and everybody loving Cohen as a pass catcher. And Davis kind of just got forgotten about. Mm-hmm. And I just figured, you know what, on a Thursday night, they might need to go in and, and go old steady. And it's yeah. what they did. Because I, I, did, I did like that pick by you. And that was one of the things I texted you that I think he has Get a off shot. his nuts. Get <laughs> off his nuts. Ah, bag off. <laughs> I think he has a shot to be a Chris Carson type. This year that they they paid him, they want to give him the ball. But no, my problem with your bold prediction, Jamie, was that list of Frisman Jacksons from last week and saying they weren't going to be top five. And John John Ross overcame that. Are because you're a Browns fan. Bills. Uh, Bills. Oh, yeah. you're a Bills fan. What you, you just I mean, love OBJ? Com- yeah, he's I, completely adorning br- uh, Buffalo gear right now. I guess so. <laughs> uh, I don't know because. OBJ is your favorite receiver, right? Right. Okay, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Do you know who Frisman Jackson is? No. All right, so my my first year playing fantasy football, it, w- it must have been like 05, 04, something like that. Week one, Frisman Jackson was a Cleveland Brown and went crazy. I think he had, it was like 205 yards and two touchdowns, something like that. And over the rest of the 15 games that season, I think he had 80 yards and zero touchdowns. <laughs> he just, you never heard from him again. And that's what I felt like with, with that list from last week. There was a bunch of so weird, weird names yeah. there. So yeah. Either it's a bad idea to have 
other people on our show. I don't know if we could cut any of Zach's stuff out oh, because could, he's kind of would... talked in between us, so it would be really hard to piece we can his stuff try. out of there. Uh, so I maybe don't know we do a lot of invited back ever again. Maybe we do a lot of. No, the other part of that though is either. We, 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 we look at it that way, that this was a mistake, and we're going to re-record it after Zach leaves. <laughs> well, or, you know, honestly, I, I, we could go back and say they were so bold, we did not get them right. I, I, don't I mean, John Ross was the only one. Yeah. Brian didn't get the two touchdowns. You missed off of the... Oh, the I have score. no problem with what Brian said. So basically, I made my, uh, my prediction. Both of your bold predictions. You might need to step it up there. Okay. Well, that's the other way we could take this, is constructive criticism. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think and that's the way we Feel free to shit on me, because I'm going I'm well, to... That's not this type like of show. So. We're not, that's not this type of show. Yeah, we, but. We, don't, we don't attack our guests like our guests may attack us. It's, it's, it's all about fun here. Let us be the punching bag. No, no, legit, totally hear you, and and um, now my goal will be to come up with something bolder. So, with that being said, what are you bringing? Yeah, after what, all this, what are let's, you let's, bringing? Let's see the heat. So, first, I'm going to ask each of you for your participation, so we can ensure that this is bold. And what I what I like well, that's looking bold at there. that's a bold request. Yeah. Coming in and shitting on us. And then saying, help me out, fellas. <laughs> Not help no, me out. No. Just so the listeners get a sample size of... If you both agree with me, then I'll have to pick something else off the top of my head. Ooh, and I'm, challenge I'm not accepted. going with it. Oh, so I agree. So, okay. so you're, asking, you're, at, you're going to present your bold projection. I'm, I'm going to see... And looking at our temperature gauging with us, basically. No. I, first, I want to see what you think of the the entire scenario that I'm going for and as long as you pick something totally different from what I have in mind I'm going with my bold posi- p- prediction so if you both pr- if it- you both pick the same thing as me it's no longer bold so I'm not going with that prediction I'm going to have to make something else up well we can it. we are when, independent when, thinkers when, correct yes when you say the same thing as you do you mean in the same area or the same exact the exact same player okay. i'm picking one well, now, specific now for the for record this. we have written down what our bold predictions are yes so we should be kind of locked in however um i'm willing to say i will try to go off the cuff if you have railroaded me into uh and be- <laughs> beaten me to the punch but as no, this guess, is this this is to you you I'm have your own bold predictions I'm, I'm ready to play to these rules Zach let's right. hear it that yeah. sounds good to me so I like looking over the long term of things uh-huh. and I have picked out my offensive rookie of the year who I'm confident it's going to be and we have some good ones as you guys think about who your choice is going to be which is what I'm going to ask so Josh Jacobs obviously there in the Raiders we have David Montgomery Miles Sanders that's kind of been the main running back positions. Hollywood Brown's been incredible. Hawkinson had that amazing first game. Miko Hardman showed some good signs of life. We've had Paris Campbell, Terry McLaurin. How bad would I throw you off if I named the position I think the player might be in? No, I, I just want to know who you think is going to be the offensive rookie of the year first. And then you can make your prediction. But A.J. Brown's another number one receiver. So we've had some good rookies. I think there's one that is unquestionably going to take the rookie of the year. And I think it is out bold. of the list that you just said, or have you any, not said any rookie, his name? And any rookie that you want to choose, who would you choose? You don't have to think about who I'd choose. I'm curious who you would. Oh, I thought that's the choose. game. Just trying to guess no, who you I, were choosing. I, in my mind, I think most people would go with Josh Jacobs, which is not my pick. That's not my pick either. Yeah, that's not where I'm leaning. Interesting. 
Okay. So I think he is might... the bell cow there and gets a lot of the work, but I yeah. don't think he is just based off of the team he's on. Okay. I can see that. And we're going offensive rookie. Right. Bowl prediction? No, just who, who just you think it's Just a regular gonna be? Prediction. Yeah. Uh, mine, prediction. Mine is supposed to be bold, so if you both take it, yeah. it's no longer bold. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? I mean, I can go. And this is just going from I heart. wonder if we're all three on the same page here, though. That's where I, I'm I honestly don't think we are. Did you mention the name of the player you have? And that's what so I asked Nate to answer pick. me. You're overthinking it. <laughs> I'm going to go Devin Singletary. Oh, interesting. I, I missed him on that list. Any, yeah. any homer in that? Oh, wait, hold on. No, you're fine. No, you can definitely pick it. I just was wondering if that is. No, influenced. I know. I'm just I'm just looking at my shirt, admiring it. Is it a Browns jersey? Cause... Mm, nope. Okay, Browns. It starts with a B, though. Yeah. Well, but it's blue, uh-huh. red, and white. Blue, red. Patriots? You see what I did there? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, but it doesn't start with a B, so let's go, no, Bills. Good, good, good. Okay, yeah. I lose my turn. Right. He's gone Singletary. Interesting. The, okay, I think this is even bolder, unless I'm completely wrong. Daniel Jones. Interesting. Okay. I think, honestly, I think that's a great game. pick. And but and the, here's the here's the logic behind that. I think he's going to turn the team around, season long. At, from mm-hmm. from this point forward, he hasn't played in the regular season, which is why. Let me ask your opinion since you called me out. Yeah. I'm going bold here. Okay. I feel like that's a very bold statement, but I would I would give it to him. Interesting. So does, does that ruin my actual bold prediction for the show? No, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're you're fine because that's on a week to week basis. Okay. He just picked it season long. Did I so, did I crap your style there? That wasn't intentional. Yeah, that's okay. No. We'll we'll get to it. Okay. So it'll be okay. So we'll, that'll just <laughs> confirm that both of us are super smart when it comes to it. Could it could prove that? Yes. Yeah, it'll definitely set us all up. Is yeah. I didn't I didn't intend for this to be a bold prediction so, for all of us, but I we all went in different directions than I anticipated. I figured we would. So I I thought in my mind most people would have the top three being Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, and Hollywood Brown that have performed significantly. Yeah. So my my prediction for offensive rookie of the year, Terry McLaurin. I was so impressed with him this past week against well, and what has not been mentioned in all the stats and me seeing him on ESPN or hearing about him on podcasts. He was playing against one of the best corners in the league. Byron yeah. Jones is incredible. And one of and a lockdown a corner. Times. Yeah. And I'm a yeah. Cowboys fan. Yeah. I was I, impressed. I think he is great, great. He's had two really good weeks mm-hmm. on a really bad offensive team. Yep. So I don't think it's a bold projection. Projection. Pro, that word that I'm trying to say is projection. Damn it! So and I'm gonna have to pick another. No, one. <laughs> I, I think no, I think it's bold. But I I would agree with you. So I don't know if that makes it. I don't really I want to Singletary. say it's bold after what he said to us, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll I don't think anybody else is gonna go with no, that I, because I, I agree with I'll you. I agree. Kind of, everybody was thinking Jacobs, Montgomery, Miles Sanders. The reason why yeah, I didn't yeah. say. The last two was because right now it doesn't seem like they have a specific role set out for them. Because that's I what I feel like with Sanders. I, yeah. Hollywood Brown was my third one. Oh, that, that I think a sorry. Lot of people would so, with. and I still have to wait to see exactly what but Baltimore's offense is going to look like. The but. reason I felt like the the boldness went with like picking quarterback mm-hmm. when he's yet to play. I think the three names that you listed are hot right now mm-hmm. because of the way the season started. But you did say season long. Yes. Um, and actually, I will say, like McLaurin being a strong bold prediction is because they're not they're not talking about him very much because he's a part of a train wreck of a team, kind of. And yeah. you know, so whereas Hollywood's getting a lot of attention because he's a part of this new, exciting, dynamic duo between Lamar and him, and 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 Baltimore, and 
you know, everybody else is kind of getting that attention. You had Hart Knox kind of bringing Jacobs into everybody's life, and, you know, everybody's kind of pumped about him. So I think they kind of have more attention right now. Mm-hmm. And those are probably, I think, you're spot on. If you were to ask that question to a crowd of 10 people, out of those 10, they would all probably fall on those three. But interestingly yeah. enough, none of us did. Yeah. Well, well I think <laughs> Terry McLaurin has the same uh, downfall as what I thought Jacobs was, is he's just on a bad team. He's going to yeah. get overlooked. He might, number-wise or actual player-wise, he might end up being where he should have been picked. Mm-hmm. But being on the team that he's on, I think he does get overlooked. But what separates him from, like, Christian Kirk or Debo? So well, I, Kirk is not a rookie, so that's one. That's a good point. Thank you. <laughs> so Fair enough. What, what I saw from I told him. told you I only prepped for like a week, yeah. remember? <laughs> so, like, Debo, Debo just doesn't seem to have the trust of his offense at this point, that he's not getting the targets like McLaren was. I was impressed with him going up in traffic and getting the ball. He ran some incredible routes and shook Byron Jones, again, one of the best corners in the league. He was he was willing to go. Uh, he had one catch in with two or three guys around him. He was just very impressive in the plays he made and the routes he ran. And I was that's tough to find in a rookie. Yeah. A lot of times rookies come in, they just they have their ability and they were able to dominate with whatever that was, whether it was being tall, being able to jump, being fast. And that's all they needed in college, and they get up to that next level where people are people have that same ability, and it doesn't stand out as much. Where McLaren has some of those specific skills to make him stand out beyond just being fast or just being athletic. Yeah, it's hard for a rookie wide receiver to come in the league and produce. There's a bigger learning curve yeah. with a wide receiver than there is a running back or yeah. even a quarterback. You know, we've seen offensive rookies of the year most likely are going to end up being running backs or quarterbacks because it's easier to pick up the offense. The offense is tailored more around those two positions than it is a wide receiver. So the wide receiver has to fold into what the game plan is for somebody else. So it's harder for a a wide receiver to be noticed. Mm -hmm. I think McLaurin is doing a good job at putting his name out there. Keenum is having a better year. Maybe it's because it's less pressure going to Washington than when he went to Denver last year. Yeah, got paid after, all the money. After the year he had with Minnesota, mm-hmm. high expectations going to Denver, failing. Denver is not a great team. But I do I want to just point goal. out, if you're looking for McLaurin, we can talk. That he, sounds good to me. Oh, hold on. He, he, he is on someone's bench. Is he on somebody's bench? Yeah. Like Michael Thomas? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Maybe there'll be some more talks, but uh, I think we have to wrap up the projections. I have Corey so. Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that several good. times this year so yeah. far. I don't know why I dropped dra- <laughs> good, good for I you. I spoke so much how much I didn't believe in him in that offense. Your bold projection okay. should be he stays on your team for the rest of the year. Ooh, that, <laughs> that is <laughs> not happening. <laughs> Does anybody out there want Corey Davis come see me? I'm Zach Kaufman. My team is the holdouts. <laughs> Sorry, right, send me anybody. <laughs> so, Derek, what do you have? for your uh, bold projection for the week. I, I just don't know if anything's bold enough, especially with No, you're uh, good. You I, I think the one I think the one you have this week is good. I mean, do you? I think it's very so. bold. I'm going to say um our, our boy Mason Rudolph is a top 10 fantasy scoring quarterback this week. I think that's a good one. I mean, is it bold enough? I approve. Yes. Oh, okay, it Zach definitely approved. is. And then I'm good. I feel I'm, most I'm people much would more. Think he's I was really like nervous. 20 plus. Yeah. No, I think I think he's got a shot at being top 10. Yeah. Well, I think that's good. 
Mine actually was going to be. Do I need to name be... the top nine? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, I just want to be sure. This I'm is exactly to, how it is. I'm trying to fit. No. See, if you said he's not going to be a bottom five, then I'll give you a hard time. Okay. So, but point, you point you taken. really stepped it up and made okay. it bold by going that he's going to be top ten. 10. Yeah. Okay. That's, this is that's where impressive. I was questioning mine. It's based off of what you said earlier, and it's kind of in line with what you projected. But I had Daniel Jones as a top ten quarterback this week, but. If I need to make it bolder based off of what you chose and what you said earlier, I'll even go top five. Top five QB this top week. Top five this week. Again, I, I think either are bold. Like, I think top ten is bold because most people would put him in that 20 to 30 range. Yeah. Right? I mean, but you're – You know, I don't even – You know, hold on. Let me – before I actually say five or ten, I need to figure out who they actually play. <laughs> <laughs> Now's the time to do the research. Look we're in the midst of hold the conversation. On. You know, it's coming off the cuff with uh, – Yeah, this who is actually... all off the cuff. So, but he, he is a guy that I, I know I have liked oh. – and a, a lot of people... Damn it. The, the damn it. <laughs> Maybe we need to drop it back down to 10. Who are they playing? I actually think he might go down the top... He might be bottom two. He might be the, <laughs> he might be the worst quarterback this week. Oh. He, he's, he's playing the Bills. <laughs> but... But you have room to back it down there. Like so I, I would I'll, say I'll most stick, people would think he'd be like 20 to 30. So I, I'll stick with top 10. Uh, though I'm, uh, I think Bills' defense is great. I think he comes in, provides a spark... He offers something different. Well, here's here's part of it. Hold too. on. No, sorry. Go for it, sir. Did you... Hold on. Maybe I had my phone on something different. What? Didn't we just play the Giants? The Bills and the Giants? No, that, Back that to is... the research. No, yeah, sorry, guys. Fumbling all sorts of stuff on this segment, but yeah, it is still the Giants. I'm a big believer... Like I said earlier, Like I, I like to follow kind of like it's gut feelings it. and things. And what I think he brings is kind of like what... Baker I think it would be Tampa. Yeah. Sorry. I was looking at week two. Man. <laughs> can we edit any of that stuff out and make me look smarter? All of the above. Start over from the so, top. So actually, you know Welcome what? to the I, show. I, 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 will, I will stay with top five then if well, he's going against Tampa. If it, if it helps. We are like about an hour and 20 minutes into the show. So we've probably <laughs> lost 98% of the listeners. The listeners are all gone. So Only they didn't under the loyal listeners. Anymore. Yeah, if you're still there, thank you so much yeah. for listening. You're amazing. Derek is going to pay you an amount of money. To be determined? <laughs> to be determined? <laughs> to be determined at a later date. Um, yeah, going to be mailing out some pennies this week. Um, no, but we definitely appreciate it if you've hung in this long. It's just been fun having having Zach on, kind of getting a new vibe and, and, and really calling us out, maybe helping us step up our game moving forward um, with some bolder, bold predictions. That being said, uh, I guess – oh, I was going to say the, the, the point I was making was the mental change. I think he brings a whole different outlook to the Giants. They, yeah. I think if I was on the Giants, we have been wanting a change here <laughs> for at least two or more years. Right. And thought it was two never. Seems low. I think it's very conservative. That was a not bold prediction. <laughs> um, but so like, when was the last time they won the Super Bowl? I feel like maybe two to three years after that. What was that? Oh, seven? Geez. Oh, nine? Yeah, it's, it's been it's, a, it's a been very a long time. And, and uh, like he's just. Uh, I won't. I won't take anything from the guy Manning as a, as a person, a player, all that good stuff. But yeah. he just hasn't given them that spark in, I would say, probably safely five years. Um, yeah, for sure. But now they're all coming in, just like the Browns fans started this season. Like, hey, we got we got freaking OBJ and Baker. <laughs> you know, like hypes you up. But I think this hypes up the team. Yeah. Where hey, we got this new guy, this new day, yeah. and I think they're going to come out and play ball hard this week. 
And yeah. you said they actually once we updated it, they are playing, <laughs> playing Tampa Bay. I it's in Tampa. Well, Tampa does play don't hard. Have a receiver. Well, well Sterling Shepard is going to be out this week, but he'll be back week four. Or no, yeah. Tate so comes back that? week Cody four. Cody Latimer number one. Fowler and Latimer actually, I think, are serviceable. You have Ingram and you have serviceable enough. Ingram's the number one option. He is, and then dumping it out to Barkley yeah. out of the backfield. Barkley's butt can catch, as we talked about in the last show. <laughs> that dude can I catch mean, I agree. No I think he provides that spark. Tampa Bay's defense is actually decent. I think they're better than what well, people give them credit for. That's the for. only thing I'd want to say. They Tampa shut Bay. down McCaffrey last week, and if they can do that, I think they could take – it was yeah, Thursday. It, it was count. it was Thursday. Oh, it was a Thursday game. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Avoid that point. But uh no, I agree with with why Daniel Jones is your overall season yeah. projection and and my weekly one obviously is why I went with it. But like anything else, we'll see what happens. That's right. Is it me you're looking for? Let's let you know. Let's uh, <laughs> start again, finish with the singing. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's let's just not do that. But we do need to wrap up, guys. Once again, Zach, thank you so much for yeah, man. Thanks for Zach. coming down and being our first featured guest, man. It's been awesome. I yeah. enjoyed it. This is fun. You guys it's are good. great. It's I a, can't wait to hear it. Awesome. Yeah, me yeah. either. And and anytime you want to come back, man, just hit us up and let us know. Be happy to have you. Sounds great, man. Awesome. Appreciate Thanks, it. Zach. Yeah. We outy done. back for that little ending segment we do with my one and only amber hello howdy what's up uh well this is the part of the show where you come on and and say what you got to say so the floor is yours is this the part where i come on and critique and generally break you down and just make you feel like life isn't about how hard you can hit (laughs) but how hard you can be hit and keep moving forward. So bring it, girl. Okay. What you got? Um, actually, I don't have a ton to say about last week's episode, except, you know, a couple of grammatical errors. And, you know, I know you're sensitive about that, so I don't want to really get into it too much. But, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> what? You're not sensitive about it? <laughs> um, anyway. The big thing I really wanted to talk about was I took it upon myself to create an email address for the podcast. So oh, yeah? yeah, so Sinners and Winners Podcast has its own email address. It is Sinners and Winners Podcast at gmail dot com. I like how creative the name is. I know it's, it's super really, creative. It's really it? going to be hard to remember though. I really took a long time and just agonized over. Over what to call it, but well, I re- I, the creative process worked, my dear. <laughs> this is gold. So let me. What did you say? Sinners and Winners Podcast at Gmail dot com. That's the one. Now, are we saying Sinners and or Sinners in Winners? Sinners in Winners. So that's Sinners, the letter N. Winners podcast podcast at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Maybe one more time just for the listeners. I know this is getting repetitive, but try one more time. Sinners and winners podcast at gmail.com. Fantastic. Now, so the, the point of that would be what? So we want listeners to write in with their questions, critiques, comments, General knowledge, uh, corrections. Did I say corrections already? I'm sure. Yeah, that being your 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 
whatever your, your <laughs> emphasis, yes. And correct me by all means because, you know, I'm not Ooh, above it. I like that. <laughs> Good luck. Um, wow. Well, you know, I throw it back. So, mm-hmm. anyway. The, but the idea is for the listeners to have some input on the show. So, we want to know what you think, what you want to hear, um, discussion topics if you have any. Maybe your bold predictions for next week's games. I like that. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely um, the one thing that, that um, we want is as much feedback as we can get. I think myself, Jamie in particular, and Brian all feel like this has just been a fun process, and we want to we improve it and make it better for everybody. This show being as long as it is, I know might be one of the first critiques, but... Um, with a special guest on, I think we just really had a good time talking. And, you know, as you come on the show, uh, you might see that it just it gets away from you. Yeah, and it, and I would like to say, you know, I was I was glad to see Zach. We hadn't seen Zach in a really long time. And it was right? nice to have him back and over the house and everything. Although I really was confused by by his attire. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the whole Cam Newton trade, I don't know if you know this or not, but Cam Newton's kind of known for dressing a bit awkward. Uh, and I think I think he was just in that mindset, you know, I just picked up Cam on this epic trade. I'm going to kind of pay some homage to him and, and show a little funky style myself. Does Cam sport a Karate Kid headband? Um, Probably, yeah, probably. Okay. Maybe not on TV that much, but... You know, the one thing uh, Zach mentioned, it was, you know, to accentuate his messy hair. So I got I got no, no dog in that fight. <laughs> well, at, at, like I said, at the very least, it was good to see him again. Glad he could, could come and be a guest on the show. And as always, it's great to have Jamie over. Um, just you got a good group. Yeah, I definitely agree. We've had we've had fun with it. And I know uh, most people like hearing you kind of come on and bust their chops a little bit. One, because there's... Probably a few people out there that listen to support us, but are like, what is all this crap they talk about? <laughs> I would be one of those listeners. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's kind of part of the, I think, what you bring to the show is that other perspective. Um, I don't think anybody wants to hear us being nice and, and whatever, like we are today. So, you know, maybe maybe hopefully we'll make some mistakes in the future, uh, you know, as few as they may be, that you can, can address. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I'll learn a thing or two in the process. Oh, well, let's not get our hopes up. Hmm. <laughs> and maybe at this point we are we are done. Oh, well, no, maybe maybe just one more thing. Um, um, in addition to that email. So, so the way the show works, though, is when I say done, like that's kind of the end. Yeah, but not today. Oh. So moving forward... Uh, in the next few days, weeks, hopefully no more than weeks, in addition to that email, that email is going to be attached to a Facebook page and an Instagram and, I don't know, maybe maybe Twitter or something down the road, if any of us know how to tweet. Uh, that's... I, yeah, I'm not a twi- Twitter. <laughs> You're not a Twitter? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've Twitter. You're not a tweeter? I haven't Twittered yet. Uh, mm. Well, me either, uh, but... You know, again, these are some new tricks these old dogs can learn. So perhaps moving forward, uh, you guys will be seeing that, but we'll make those announcements as they come out. All right. And um, as this has kind of become the thing, we are done.